Welcome everyone to Couch Potato Diary coming to you from sunny and gorgeous downtown Calgary on this, the day after AEW Revolution. This is going to be an all wrestling show today after one of the craziest pay-per-views that you will ever see. AEW Revolution from the Chase Center in San Francisco. If you want to find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram, I am at PrimetimeKline, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. All right, let's get into it. Hi, I'm Kim Carson. And I'm Peter Klein, and this is We Had No Idea. A podcast about world events that you know about. But might have fallen asleep for during history class. Or social studies, however you learned history in high school. Each week, we'll do a deep dive into important topics throughout history. So whether you already know everything or feel like you need to top up on some history, we'll be here for you. Listen to us each week wherever you get your podcasts. Woo! This was, we, we said coming in, didn't love the build, knew it would be a great show, and this exceeded every one of my expectations. Um, the pre-show starts with Mark Briscoe and the Lucha Brothers against uh, Aria Davari and the Varsity Athletes. The finish comes at 12.50. A, a fine match. Um, the, the Lucha Bros with Mark Briscoe, a fun team together. Um, I, I don't know if this is necessarily who I want to be facing the House of Black, but I, I think it's an interesting group, so we'll see. The rest of the pre-show... I thought it was kind of interesting because you clearly had a lot of improv on this show with, or on this pre-show with um, some of the performers. RJ City, who I'm always going to be a fan of. He was so great to me when I started doing ring announcing out in Ontario. Um, and I, I just, I don't have enough good things to say about the, the pro that he was. There was a couple of times where the humor was a little bit like... Adam Cole cuts a really serious promo. I don't know if we needed the humor on that, but overall... It was an interesting look, and it was definitely different than anything you've seen before. It wasn't quite as tight, wasn't quite as crisp, and I think that gave it a, a real, real feel to it. We go into the main portion of the show on pay-per-view. Ricky Starks defeating Chris Jericho by pinfall. The Jericho Appreciation Society was banned from ringside. Sammy Guevara still came out anyway. He was jumped by Action Andretti. Um, and then Ricky Starks with a nice block of the Judas effect, and he ends up getting the win. This is where this was supposed to go, with Ricky Starks getting the win, and this is another one where you come out of it saying or thinking like I'm interested to see who Ricky Starks gets paired with what elevation happens in his game now and who is the the next kind of project for Chris Jericho um that there isn't I mean there's been some stuff with Action Andretti maybe that's the the route that they go we we will see but I, I kind of groaned when Sammy Guevara came out anyway like the stipulations not mattering is a very big WWE thing, and I, I that's not something I want AEW to, to fall into. But overall, a fine opener. Jungle Boy Jack Perry taking on Christian Cage in a final burial match, which was essentially a buried alive match. The finish comes at 1450 when Jungle Boy buried Christian alive, putting him in a casket. Um, I mean, at the time, this felt like a violent match. We, we would see that get passed later. But again... This is what was supposed to happen. Jungle Boy get the win over Christian. And that felt like it for Christian. I mean, they put him in a casket that dropped, which was comical. Um, and maybe not as serious as they, they wanted it to be, but that felt like the end end for Christian. And now Jungle Boy feels like a big deal. Like, you come out of this excited to see what Jungle Boy does and excited to see what Ricky Starks does. So, um... 
like, I don't know, like a Jungle Boy against Samoa Joe feud, I think would be fun. Same thing with Ricky Starks against Samoa Joe. Um, but I, I wonder if Samoa Joe is kind of more destined now for Ring of Honor as he is their television champion and not the TV champion of AEW. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Up next, the trios titles on the line with the House of Black, Malachi Black, Brody King, and Buddy Matthews taking on the elite of Kenny Omega, Matt, and Nick Jackson. And this was incredible. Um... Everyone in this match is better for having been in it. Um, specifically Malachi Black and Brody King. Like, Buddy Matthews definitely felt like the third of three in this group. But Malachi Black, the second he stepped into the ring with Kenny Omega, the crowd starts chanting, this is awesome. Malachi Black, once this run here with the, the trios titles is over, Malachi Black needs to go into the title picture. I, I think that is, like, he is a main eventer through and through. And quite honestly, Brody King isn't far behind. He felt like a monster in this match. They did an incredible job with it. Honestly, I put this on my document for matches of the year. Um, I, I thought this was just absolutely incredible. The athleticism, the the finish where the, the Bucks call for the Melser driver. Nick goes in with a 450 and eats a knee to the dome from Buddy Matthews. And then they hit their tag team finish and it's over. Just incredible, incredible stuff. Um, up next, the women's title online as Jamie Hayter defends against Soraya and Ruby Soho. Um, Hayter gets the win. It was just a quick roll-up right at 10 minutes. It, it just, it felt out of nowhere, and you need spontaneous finishes like that every now and then. A pay-per-view match for a title on um, in a division where people are criticizing you anyway, I don't, I don't love it. But this was all to set up the, the, the end where Ruby Soho has now joined with Soraya um, to, to kind of form once again, the, the millionaires club going up against the new bloods. I, I don't love it. Like I, I look like, I, I just want to cheer Ruby Soho. It's great that she is getting a spot here and uh, a bit of, a, a bit of shine and maybe hopefully elevating this feud a little bit more and providing it with a little bit of fun, I guess, and a little bit of just something different, but like this, this whole storyline needs to be, I think, greatly changed and quickly, uh, for, for this to, to be anything that is successful. Cause right now it feels like it's kind of dragging down the whole division. Then we get to the Texas death match, hangman, Adam page against John Moxley. The finish comes at 24 45 of this incredibly bloody match. They pulled out Everything short of a light tube. Um, this match is not for everyone. That was voiced on social media. I gasped about a hundred times on this one. You had um, a barbed wire table that two people went through. And neither guy had shirts on. So Moxley is just picking his skin out of the barbed wire. Um, you had guys wrapping their fists in barbed wire and punching. You had bricks brought out and hand put. And then they stomped on the bricks. And then a curb stomp onto the bricks. Just, oh, violence. A triangle choke from John Moxley, and then he is stabbing Hangman in the head with a fork, and there's blood splatter on Moxley after. Just, man, oh man, oh man. What a violent, violent deathmatch this was. And now Hangman Adam Page again comes out of this as a superstar. He would be my pick to be the next real pay-per-view challenge for Maxwell Jacob Friedman. Um in in this one like I that that's that's where I would go Moxley I think needs some time off now the, the guy's been going hard for a while it's no secret that he was supposed to be on vacation and then brawl out happened 
I I think Moxley deserves any time off he wants. And quite frankly, I don't think like I don't think either guy should be on the show this week. Uh, I think you need to give both those guys some time off. Um, I, I think MJF should come out on Dynamite, but I don't know if his involvement should be all that great because of what all of these gentlemen went through. Um, but that that was one of the most violent matches you will see that doesn't involve fire or explosions or light tubes. Then we got Wardlow taking on Samoa Joe. A difficult spot. They did the best they could with it. Wardlow does get the, the submission win. It, it ends up technically being a technical submission because Samoa Joe's arm just dropped twice. But a, a fine win, and hopefully now they can start to get Wardlow back to where he was supposed to be. The Guns defeat the acclaimed Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett and Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. This match was hilarious. Um, Danhausen and Orange Cassidy providing a lot of the humor. I am disappointed in a finish giving the, the Guns the win. We we will see now. Um, the acclaimed have certainly made it known, or I guess it's, it is well known that the acclaimed's contracts are up in a month, and having um, <laughs> having them now feud with the guns, it'll be interesting. Like, do they put the guns over on their way out? They, the acclaimed come out after this to to square up with the guns. This was the only time the crowd just went quiet as the the guns get the one, two, three, and the crowd just goes dead silent. No one is really buying the guns. And again, you look at some of the great action and this was, it was a comedy match on a show that probably needed a comedy match, but this is not a division based on comedy matches. When you see what we had earlier tonight in the trios tag match with the, the house of black and the young bucks, and you know, the tag team matches that we have seen in the past with the young bucks and, um, the Lucha bros and with tag team matches that we have seen in ring of honor with, FTR and the Briscoes, the guns are just not on that level. And so a comedy match isn't going to get them there. A feud with the with FTR, that, that'll get you there. And then in the main event, in a 60-minute Iron Man match, MJF defeats Brian Danielson. This was art. This was why you get frustrated with people, oh, think. Every moment of this match mattered which is difficult to do in a 60-minute match that ends up going 65-20 because they're tied at three falls apiece um, at the buzzer. MJF does eventually get the win with Brian Danielson's LaBelle lock as he hit him in the head after he hit him in the head with an oxygen tank that was brought out after the 60-minute match. Um, this was, if there is any doubt about anything MJF can do, this needed to, this, this erased all of it. Um, again, the stamina that it takes to do a 60-minute match, even if there is some killing time at different points, but the stamina it takes for a 60-minute match is nothing to shake your head at, and MJF did it, and he kept it compelling the entire time, selling the knee the entire time, but there was no wasted movement in anything in this match. Things that happened earlier in the match mattered late, whether it was the water breaks for MJF, um, that matters at the end because the referee doesn't think twice when MJF is just out, outside for a while. Um, him having a banged up knee matters in the, the dying moments of that match. You have the um, regal lock, sorry, the regal stretch coming in with Brian Danielson getting a victory with that one, tying it back to the feud earlier. Like this was just bringing in every element of this story in such a spectacular way. Um, 
bravo to both men. I cannot say enough great things that this was a remarkable match and an another one that goes on my list for match of the year. So, um, I'm so interested to see what we get from Dynamite now. The fallout from all of this, like, nothing on here feels like, okay, now this is going to be a continuation, aside from the, the women's angle, which I think needs to get going very quickly. It does kind of feel like they are going to try to build to a blood and guts, but we'll, we'll see what happens. But the, the, other than that, like... It feels like coming up on Wednesday is a must-see show because it just feels like everything's changing now. All right, that is, it's going to be a quick one today, but that is it for Couch Potato Diary. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Like I said, later this week, talk to y'all later. I'm out.